are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Tuesday, April 14th. And this podcast is really becoming a who's who of ITS staff members, as we have quite a great number of interviews. And today, that interview is with James Seddon, Manager of Data and Voice Network Teams. James is going to update us on the transition to remote work and some VPN hardware upgrades. Mostly, though, he's also going to discuss some more details about the Cisco Learning Credits, which are a unique, beneficial, and time-sensitive learning opportunity. That's right, time sensitive. So if you're interested in learning a little bit, now is the time to get on it. And let's get to the interview so you can learn more. Hi again, IT Services. This is Mark Herzberger. Today I'm joined by James Seddon. He's the manager of our voice and data operations teams. James, welcome to the pod. How are you? Thanks. Uh, it's, I'm happy to be here, and things are good. We're uh, we're hunkered down here at the Seddon household. Uh, like uh, most of my team, I'm I'm working mostly remotely. Uh, my son is taking his UCLA classes remotely, uh, like all UC students, and it's been pretty interesting to be able to lean over his shoulder and stare at his impossibly hard homework problems. Uh, more than I normally get to during a quarter. So that's been fun for me. I don't know how fun it's been for him, but uh, I, I've liked that. And the uh, the Datacom team and the voice teams have been pretty busy, even with the, with all this remote work, keeping the networks up on campus, both, both voice and data, supporting that remote instruction and supporting the folks that are still working on campus. Even in the rain here, we've had two roof leaks that have caused uh, two switches to zap uh, here today. <laughs> So the teams are busy uh, getting those restored. So we're definitely keeping busy even with the remote work uh, situation. Sounds good. Uh, on behalf of the department, I appreciate all that work and especially appreciate if folks from the team do have to go on site and uh, get that fixed. Um, so we've got a couple of topics to discuss, um, both VPN hardware updates and also the Cisco learning credits. So from your end, how, how is the VPN doing and how is it handling uh, the increase in remote work? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I'll, I'll uh, sneak in one little thing uh, else about the remote work before I get to that, which is that if folks hear about networking problems on campus or voice problems on campus, the service desk, of course, is still working. And we still, as you mentioned, still have people that come on campus uh, if they're needed to. So Everybody should continue to report problems if they have, and we're still active in fixing all of those. As far as VPN goes, uh, we did see, of course, a big increase in VPN traffic as the campus shifted to remote work, uh, something on the order of three or four or five times as many concurrent VPN connections. Uh, we were fortunate, uh, more fortunate than other campuses in that the uh, security networking teams were fairly far-sighted when they installed the existing VPN gear and sized it with a sizable campus closure or sizable remote work option in mind. Um, so we actually haven't approached capacity on the existing gear, but to make sure that we don't and to uh, increase capacity uh, even further, two new VPN appliances, VPN concentrators were ordered and are installed and are currently being tested. Um, and in fact, uh, Philip Lopo sent an email to all ITS on March 31st asking that everybody uh, use the new hardware. It's pretty easy to switch. 
Uh, when you open up that AnyConnect client where it says connect to, and it normally has vpn.ucsd.edu in there, you just have to put test VPN all run together.ucsd.edu and nothing else should change about your access or your pool assignments or, or the way you log in. Everything else should be uh, identical uh, to the old one. And we want people to use that right away and, and use that from now on and then report any problems to us. The, the existing gear has been keeping up with the, the increased load very well. Um, there was a big push to get the VPN pools resized and the firewall rules updated for those uh, when the campus shifted. So that kept the hostmaster team and the security team very, very busy. But I think we've gotten past that big bump in the road and, and are, are approaching more of a, a stable state now. So let's dive into the Cisco learning credits. Um, so what can you tell us about the Cisco classes and what topics are available? Sure. So the learning credits are things that they're like gift cards for Cisco training that we get, uh, we negotiate and receive as part of large purchases of Cisco networking gear. And they can be used on any official Cisco training. Um, so the classes are all related to Cisco gear, of course, but that, that includes networking gear, security gear, voice gear, conferencing gear, you know, anything Cisco makes and has official training classes for those topics are available. Cisco certifications, any of that stuff. And the, the credits can be used with either Cisco directly. Cisco has a learning library, which has a bunch of online um, instructor-led or self-paced or recorded. They have all of those options directly from Cisco, and you can spend the credits there. Or you can spend it with any Cisco certified training partner. Global Knowledge is an example of one of those, but there are others for any training offerings that, that those folks have. The credits have an expiration date on them, and we've got some expiration dates approaching and have an excess of credits. So we're happy to, to extend those credits to folks in ITS beyond the networking teams. So any, pretty much anybody in ITS can uh, ask for these credits to attend Cisco training or take a Cisco certification exam. The credits can be used as the exam fee for Cisco certification exams. Um, and we just need the, that person's manager's approval because these are still university resources. So we need to make sure that, that the, the class is still a good use of the resource. Although weirdly, all we're looking for there is that that the class aligns with, you know, the, either the, the pro professional development goals for the person um, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that's what we're looking to do. Uh, Brian DeMille sent an email on, on Tuesday, April 7th, uh, asking for input. And we've gotten some input and we're spending some of those credits. But we still have credits available. So if folks are interested in that, they should uh, definitely dig up Brian's email or talk to their uh, manager. And we can look into that. All right, last question. What is a class like in terms of time commitment or study commitment? Is there a test? All that good stuff. Yeah, there's a, a wide variety here. Uh, some are just a single day or a few hours. Uh, others are a week long led with an instructor. Others are a week long, no instructor. It's all pre-recorded. Um, so there's kind of a variety of, of offerings there. So it, it, it really depends. Because of the variety, you can often find something that will meet your needs in terms of, of scheduling in the way that you like to or need to, uh, to study. And with all the remote work we're doing, uh, we often on the networking teams do, when folks are scheduled for training, send them home and have them do that from home where it's uh, more interruption free than the office is. And since we're all doing that, it might be a good time for professional development.
So again, if folks are interested, get the manager approval and you are the man to contact. We're going to put the content of Brian's email up on the current as well. So people have it in one place. Uh, Thank you so much, James, for joining us. I'm happy to be here and everybody stay healthy and safe. I second that. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please let a fellow IT services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.